What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to the end of December. Merry Christmas. Um, This episode of Behind the Bum is about various couples who all met on dating apps and how they have translated the hookup culture behind dating apps and turned it into something serious. So hopefully some of these boys today can teach you some of the moves they had and maybe you'll find a boyfriend via one of these shitty apps that we all are stuck using and somehow can't seem to get off our phone as hard as we try. So I have three different couples from across the world, I guess. Um, So one couple is from Tinder, one couple is from Grindr, and one couple is from Scruff. So my first couple I'm going to introduce is they met on Tinder and they are from LA. I have for some reason followed them since the first day I made this account and I have no idea who they are, but I'm going to meet them for the first time on this camera. Um, so Steven and Connor, what's up? Hey there. Hello. <laughs> nice to see your faces in person. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> us <well>. finally. <laughs> Listen, I, I knew this was bound to happen eventually. We just needed a purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're excited to be here. But you guys, you've done, you've done a takeover before on the bomb back in the day and like, we did. Yeah, I think it was back in like 2017, I think. Yeah, we were in Virginia visiting his family for Thanksgiving and we did uh, quite a bit of nature hike, but story sharing <laughs> for you. It was pretty fun. It was a fun time. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell me, because I don't know anything about your like dating history together, I guess. So like how long have you guys been together? So about like a little over five years now, closer to six. Closer to six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Connor, who messaged who first? (laughs) Well, so the story goes, um, I super liked Steve. So this was actually like a new feature on Tinder at the time. And super liked? I super Super liked liked him. I did. He drew me in with that beard and that sweet little dog of his. I could judge me but isn't that like kind of like I, I got super like to be like oh my god this guy's either really horny desperate. or extremely desperate desperate <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was desperate i would have to say no um yeah it was and a what new you feature when you saw that it, well i didn't see it for a few weeks afterwards because i was just he had super liked me and i was actually going on a few dates with somebody else so usually when i'm when I'm doing that, I don't get on the apps out of respect. I'm not, I'm that guy. If, if I'm going on a date or two or three, get off the apps for a while, see where it goes. Um, so it wasn't until that didn't go well that I checked the app and it had been weeks later and I had saw it and then I responded and luckily it wasn't too late. Breaking my heart from the beginning. Connor was uh, still available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it was, it was funny because we, I had actually been touring uh with a dance company and i had been gone for oh like over a month at the time he finally reached out to me and so we got we got to know each other virtually for the first month of our relationship um which could either go well or it could be a lot of waste of time i've had i've had a few of those in the past where i've talked for a few a few weeks a month or two and then you finally meet and there's no spark luckily here when we did meet it had been yeah i think about a month maybe eight weeks, two months, and um, the spark was there. And and I'd say, what, within two weeks, we had a camping trip planned to go to Big Sur, which you could talk about what you missed to go on a camping trip with me and my friends. Um, I um, I was missing my birthright trip. Um, So I'm I'm Jewish. (laughs) And I, I, yeah, I was planning on doing my birthright that summer. And I decided to go camping with him instead. That is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time, though. I'm, I'm not quite 30 yet, so. <laughs> I mean, is that when they cut you off? Uh, I think, actually, they've raised it now to, I believe, 32. Oh, my God. Maybe even more, actually. Yeah, they, they really opened, opened and expanded that, so. 
there's still a possibility of that happening as soon as COVID gets out of here. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll raise it even more because they're gonna be like, oh my god, we can't have a 32-year-old Jewish man not be in a relationship. Like, get here now, you know? Yeah, but there's lots of new programs there too. They have like a honeymoon special. So actually I could bring him with me for free. So now that we're married. <laughs> yeah, it's like that now. Spoiler alert, we're married. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, almost no over two years. Yeah, yeah, over two years. I don't know. Pandemic life. You, I don't have a timeline of things. <laughs> I mean, me but, either, um, to be honest. Well, let's, being... let's okay. backtrack for a minute. Yeah. So you guys met on Tinder mm-hmm. because Connor super liked you. Yes. When conversation starts on Tinder. Do you guys, were you guys using Tinder as a hookup app or were you guys like actually looking for a boyfriend at the time? Steven, you can go. At the time, Tinder was uh, more geared towards relationships. I was on Grindr, I was on Scruff and I would go on those apps for the hookups. But I could tell at right when we met, it was sort of the turning point where I could definitely feel Tinder was turning more towards the hookup. You know, you can at first it was guys asking questions trying to get to know you and then it was just sort of like break to the chase and and i i don't know what tinder is like now because i haven't opened it up obviously sometime but um at the time i had the two apps for whatever i was looking for whatever i needed yeah. at the time. i mean connor you seem to be the one who falls hard quick so <laughs> i'll ask you this one do you think that like when you get on a dating app and you're on there because you're like, oh, I want to find a boyfriend, right? You're swiping through pictures. And I mean, I'm sure we've all been there that you see a picture of a guy, you finally get that match and you're like, oh my God, is this going to be my husband? Am I going to like marry this guy? Is this, and you, I know it sounds so corny, but you start thinking these crazy, crazy things. Am I right? No, you're absolutely right. I think I'd actually said that to my best friend when he finally reached back out to me um i remember i was at lunch with my mom and my best friend and he had i checked my tinder and he had finally reached out and i was like this is i'm gonna marry him i know (laughs) he's so cute and i I have to have him so (laughs) steven's like can i run now (laughs) (laughs) he was actually only my second tinder date that i ever had what happened to the first one (laughs) that was that was a nightmare I, it was one of those like dinners that he brought me to and I was just thinking about leaving the entire time. I just couldn't they wait. They all can't go there. great. No, they can't they can't go all, all go great, but this one did. Um well do you funny? guys think when you're on a dating app though? Like, so think about it. Like I know for me, granted I'm still single, but I know for me, if I go into it with the expectation of, oh, am I going to date this person? Am I not going to date this person? It almost feels like I'm automatically ruining it because I'm setting expectations. So when you go on these dating apps and start setting expectations, it kind of is just like, you know, it's just going to go downhill quick because your interest is going to lose. You're going to see them naked and it's going to be like Mm -hmm. too soon because there's no emotion drawn into it. And so... I don't know, like, how do you guys, when you guys were first talking, how did you manage, I guess, keeping a spark, if you will, without the added temptations that are around, like, on the app, you know? Well, it was, I guess for us, it was slightly different, because like Conrad said, he was on tour. So, so we had spent, you know, quite a bit of time having to only talk on the phone or FaceTime. FaceTime is important. I feel like it, it takes it to the next step. You could maybe a little bit of chemistry i mean not really but you could you could sort of tell from facetime if with it's a, gonna be with a few nudes sent along the way <laughs> mainly me sending nudes i couldn't get one out of him i would be like maybe this will get one out of him but um no but um oh gosh i forgot the question you said nudes and all of a sudden i lost my track of what i was saying do you think sending nudes ruins it though like well, I think I think it it's it's got to be like a, a tasteful tease. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it wasn't like anything full on, right? You you still got to have it have the question be there because there is that surprise moment where you're where you're there in the moment, you know. And I don't yeah. want to have it ruined. Actually, <laughs> I I, I want to have that experience, and it could either go well or, or not. But luckily, it, with him, it went well. But <laughs> I'll be honest. There's nothing worse than a hey. And then the next one is like the hole. 
Oh, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do it's with it? It's over. That? Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> like, I feel like I already fucked you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're coming over to do what? Like, what more do I have to see that yeah, I didn't already no surprise there? Yeah. yeah. I think I just got like a nice like outline in the underwear pic. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, it, was, it was a good tease. And I was showing my friends, you know, so I was getting excited. What? kidding no you have to show your friend i would show my friends too and then it's sort of awkward because then like years later when you're much more serious you're like oh yeah i remember when your friends would show me your uh (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm sure if you really really search on the internet you could find anybody you want naked so oh for sure yeah um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I was using Tinder at the time for dating because I had just come out of a long-term relationship, like a few months before I super liked him. Um, but I mean, I kind of looked at Grinder and Tinder the same at, at that time. I was like, oh, you know, either way, I'm probably just going to wind up hooking up for now. And you know, I was young and seeing what was going to happen. Just there was just something about him that made me want to be a little more serious all of a sudden. So. So how far down did you guys go to the point where like, because obviously when you're on a dating app, you're talking to multiple people at mm-hmm. the same time. And then like, if something progresses with one person, you're like, okay, I'm going to get rid of these ones, delete the app and see where things go with this one guy. Like mm-hmm. how long did it take for, I guess, Stephen, I'll start with you. How long did it take for you to feel that, that you were like, I'm going to delete my apps? I think once we met in person, but I wasn't too active while we were talking because I have the tendency of confusing people like like I forget the conversations I'm having with one person I would start to think that it was another so I I can't I can't do that I have to sort of be a little bit more narrow narrowed down because I've done that far too many times in the past and they're like what are you talking about it's like oh just kidding (laughs) so so um I like once we met in person, I, I don't think I had been on the app really since since that in-person meeting. But um, again, like having all those conversations, getting to know somebody, it, it's just I can't I can't do that with more than one person. One for, like I said, switching them up, but two, because it's just it's too much for me. I, yeah. So. Connor, you got anything to add to that one? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how long I had the apps for after we started dating. Um, I don't think it was too long because I, I, I just knew that I really, really liked him. And um, yeah, I think, I think it must've been soon after that I, that I just got rid of them and just says, so they weren't a distraction. But you also <laughs> have like the fear of, okay, so I want to go back on just to see, but then I don't want them to see I'm getting back on, right? Because it's yeah. the last time they've logged on. But then I'm like, but if they see I was logging on, then they're obviously logging on you. But you start to just like think all of these stupid thoughts, like and you give it too much thought and it's just like, just less thought, just go with the flow and, and trust your gut. I don't know. Well, what advice would you guys give to guys who are, you know, spending hours a day swiping on tinder like Mm. people you know there's connors out there super liking people hoping this guy's gonna (laughs) message them so yeah i mean the first thing i say is say hello i have a few friends that are like i've matched with this guy and i just match with all these guys and no one's saying hello and i'm like then you be the one to say hello like you guys match like sure sometimes there's like 2 a.m. at night and you just start matching with people because you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to swipe right. But just say hello, you know, just start the conversation, quit being stubborn, quit waiting for the other person to make a move. You be the one to make the move. That's my biggest advice. There's nothing, you have nothing to lose. Like who cares? They don't respond or if all of a sudden you're blocked, who cares? Don't get caught up in these self-conscious thoughts. They don't know you. It's all based off of a few pictures. So say hi see what happens yeah i mean i'd agree i mean i i kind of went into it when i was looking to date more seriously and it was kind of back and forth but i i knew what i wanted in a boyfriend and what i didn't want in a boyfriend i wanted someone who had his shit together um because i had been with people before who were just a mess and so i (laughs) went into it knowing kind of what i wanted and you know he just had i got really lucky i guess um just running into him and uh, him responding to my super like, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, just being open and 
And I'd also say, fill out your profile. Like, you know, like enough of like, like one word answers, like actually take a little bit of time and show your personality somewhat. I mean, if, because that, that I think when you see somebody's profile filled out, you're like, okay, they took the time. They're looking for a relationship. The less filled out, you're like, okay, this is probably just a one night like hookup thing. I think that you can yeah. sort of make that determination. And if you're, if you want something serious, show your personality, be fun with it. And like I said, don't take it seriously and say hello. Well, thank you boys for giving me some insight on the Tinder game. I know. Now, now we have to make sure that you're not single. Are you on, first of all, are you on Tinder? Do you use Tinder? No. Well, I shouldn't say <laughs> it like that, but I just, <laughs> let me dive into this really quickly. There right now to me, it seems like there's no point on starting anything with anybody like this year. I'm not even going to get into, but it's just like, if I can't even go to a restaurant with somebody, I don't want some random person spit in my mouth right now. Like, I, I feel like even if I did go on a date with somebody and it was a friend of a friend situation, like, you don't know this person, like, when the world reopens, they could be one of those girls doing Molly in the club till 6am. And I don't want not want to be with that person. You know, it could be great for two months. And then when we get back to normal, who the fuck are you? You know, so I just feel like right now, it's more just like, take everything and you know, everyone you're meeting and talking to the past six months, like that is not, I don't want to say that's not the real them, but it's kind of not the real them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's been a weird time of dating at the moment or hooking up. Yeah. So be fortunate you guys are married. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right. haven't had sex since October. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, all could be worse, but I feel like every time I'm like, oh, this guy's so hot, DMs me on Instagram or whatever it might be. And then I'm like, fuck, I have to go home for Thanksgiving in five days. So I'm like, I might be more tempted, you know what I mean? If I like didn't have to go do something. Mm -hmm. And now literally like two nights ago, this one guy messaged me and I'm like, fucking God damn it. <laughs> I leave in like two days. So I'm like, I have to go home for Christmas. Like, I don't want to, don't know where you're coming from. So it's extremely frustrating, but it's Maybe all good, boys. Yeah. The, the buildup of excitement will be... Um worth the wait hopefully <laughs> yeah the traveling bum will be on one or two or a couple the minute the minute i'm free <laughs> build up or something Ugh. all right well that was great <laughs> thank you so much for having us yeah this thank you really fun. so my next couple i'm inviting on is alejandro and tony from houston what's up boys hey how you doing hey how's it going Thanks for coming on. Nice little late night talk. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice Sunday talk. <laughs> yeah. About how you guys. I love, the, I love those Sunday talks. Yeah, we're going to get real deep for no reason. Mm -hmm. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit. So, Tony, you were saying you were married before? I was. I was married to a woman for 15 years and uh -huh. identified as bi. And when I got divorced, I was like, fed up with it. It was a really painful, long divorce. And I had a friend in South Africa who was like, I know you're interested in guys, you should date guys. And I'm like, great, how do I do that? And he's like, there's an app called Scruff. It's really good. You'd fit in perfect. All the guys are the kind of guys who are looking for you. And we downloaded it. And yeah, that's how it happened. So how long ago did you download Scruff? Like when did this all my divorce was final on, I think, August 15th of 2015. And I downloaded Scruff the day that, after, like an hour after I signed the decree. I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, because I didn't want to do anything while I was still married. I just, I had like this principle in my idea. I wanted to keep, like keep and be faithful, right? Um, <laughs> Even though so you I, knew it was over. It was over. And it was done, so I downloaded it that night. He's a good guy. So. I try to be anyway. Yeah, I, I see why you keep him around. Mm hmm. Of course. So Alejandro, how long have you were you on Scruff? Uh, Scruff, I think I found it um, when I moved back from Los Angeles, which was in 2014. 
around 2014, 2015, so about five, six years ago. So I was first on Grinder, but then I saw Scruff and I saw how it was uh, for it was four guys who are like little hairier, little muscle muscle but it's also for guys who are looking for that kind of yeah that demographic type. yeah that type so i was like huh well um i like guys like that so i'm gonna try it try it out i was kind of like twinkish myself at that age like a little skinny not as much muscle but um i was gonna say was the vibe i'm getting you feel i feel like you fit scruff's demo I would say more so now than <laughs> than I did earlier, I but uh, I, was, I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't all gay couples immediately start to morph into one? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I you're see. you're you were on it a year before I even got on it. So you were already jaded mm -hmm. by that point. Yeah, I was already over it. I was. I had the pics on my profile. I had the safe pics. I had the. I had the profile all like written out and calculated and just how to how to get what I wanted at the time. Sometimes it would change. Sometimes I would want just a hookup. Sometimes I wanted most of the time I wanted something more substantial. Yeah. yeah. So, OK, so I don't know anything about Scruff. Like, I don't think I'm Scruff's demo. I've never really downloaded it because I just feel like. I'm not it. <laughs> so I just stick to Grinder. So what exactly, like, how does it work? Would you say Scruff is more for like a quick hookup app or do you think you can find like, I mean, obviously you guys found each other on it and started a relationship, but do you uh, think a lot of people use it more for hookups or do you think you could find something substantial on it? No, I think it's a hookup app only. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, the, the people I know that are on it now just i mean they're only on it for hookups i mean i think i think a lot like a lot of dating apps i think it's it started out with the intention of being more of a dating app and it just kind of you know took on its own um sort of different kind of meaning but i don't know i mean what do you think um i mean like it says on the app like you you it says if i remember it says you can look for casual you can look for one night you can look for long-term relationship you can look for friends so yeah. it's really it's really anybody um but mostly i think most in my experience if most of the guys were using it to hook up it was the but, same guys i guess in, yeah. in houston it was the same guys and whenever i i worked in new york and i went back and forth from houston and new york and i would notice in new york it was different. The grinder crowd in New York is different from the scruff crowd. The scruff is older, more beefier kind of guys. It might hang out at the Eagle on a Wednesday night and grinder might be more in hell's kitchen and not unless, you know, not down at the Eagle. So mm -hmm. it was a little bit of a different group, but here in Houston where the gay community is a lot smaller, it was pretty much exactly the same people. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So let, let's go to back to the beginning. How, who messaged who first? Oh gosh. Um, I think, <laughs> I messaged I, you first, I think. You, know, you uh, ghosted me for a while, and then yeah. ghost you. Yeah, I I lived um, like on this in the suburbs for a long time with my parents um, after I moved back from Los Angeles, and uh, I just it where he lived was just. I mean, it was only like twenty minutes away, but in Houston, it just feels so far, and I just I get it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just, I didn't really talk to people in, in the city much. I mainly talked to people like in the suburb area because those are probably the people I would meet unless I wanted to go out one night and um, in the city, but yeah. But he agreed, like he agreed to come over. So we had a date. That was when I moved. Was it a date or a hookup? Well, to be honest with you, I had just been doing hookups for a while, but I wanted to meet someone to actually date. But I, yes, I, I, it, I didn't know at that point because you never quite know if you say you want to have a date and someone's like, okay, a date, right? I, I think it was, I thought it was a date and I treat, like we, I think we both treated it like a date. We, we did, both yeah. dressed nice. We both looked good. Mm. You know, I came over to his house. I brought a bottle of wine and we. Yeah. I didn't answer the door in like gym shorts and like, you know, a robe, yeah, <laughs> you jock, know, jock strap. Or anything Wait, like this that. is so romantic. 
Yeah, and we talked on his terrace for a while, and and the one thing I remember the most, I'll always remember, is how he just we were talking and he just leaned in and kissed me. Yeah, because I was done with the talking. <laughs> What's going on? He like, just leaned in and kissed me. I'm like, me. okay, if we are gonna date, we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to test drive to yeah. see how it works. Yeah. Good. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did turn into a hookup. It did, but it was yeah. more than that because we knew we wanted to see each Three other. Three times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Three times. Scruff, do you guys like did you guys lead with naked photos? No. Mm-hmm. No, not no. You ever um, think about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Wait, wait, with him? Yeah. No. Um, with him, no. But I might have led a couple with naked photos for a couple other people. But, um, or I, I would always start with the message and then maybe yeah. a I, naked photo. I guess it depends on what you wanted because if you did want to hook up, yeah, you'd lead with just that naked photo. Or maybe. Yeah. Do, you, do you think, though, like you guys are where you are, though, because you didn't just like flaunt it all on the app immediately do you think that leads to like a different type of connection if you will like if you lead with a dick picture is it tough to translate into oh i want to date this guy now i think it probably might have gone like seeped into my my psyche that oh my god this guy is just out for a hookup and if we start dating he's going to continue to keep doing that um and then remember that the gay community in houston is very small I mean, relatively speaking, it's nothing like New York. And I think that guys who do that build up a reputation because you can go out to a bar and everyone will see that person and you'll get in the group of five guys. Oh, yeah, I hooked up with them. I hooked up with them. I hooked up. So I think that, yeah, you just got to be careful. And I think that, yeah, if you would have led with that, I'd probably be a little bit more cautious. I would have treated it more as a hookup only and kind of dismissed him probably after that. Yeah, I mean, the gay community is like a small town, you know, everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows each other's business pretty much. So a lot of you, you, yeah, you really um, have to think about your reputation and what what you say in a message says a lot about who you are and what you're looking for. I think mm-hmm. at least what like, you lead, what you lead down, with, what you I lead think this with. is a down south thing. It it is. I mean, because because I mean, but you can get some really raunchy messages here. But I think again, you're you're right. I mean, if you compared to my time in New York, cause remember I'm splitting my my coming out years between the two cities. It was a completely different world. Completely, you know. I mean, yeah, it was. It's just you're right. It's more of a southern thing. I think. I mean, like I said, I've never been to Texas, but I feel like if I lived in Texas, I would probably live a very different lifestyle that I would probably find a nice gentleman who's like not crazy, but like in New York, <laughs> like everybody is so wild that yeah. the, even attempting to find somebody who is not like a crackhead is a miracle. And I don't think, yeah. I don't know when that will happen, <laughs> but like, it's just so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess despite living in New York or Houston or wherever, like Alejandro, I'll start with you. But how do you think if somebody's on Scruff, how should you lead or how do you translate messaging someone into a relationship? Uh, I would just lead with, hey, how are you? Or I, that's a, that's how I would that's do it. Hey, like, it. Hey, how's it going? Or what are you up to today? Or, or no, that, no, not that one. But, um, cause that sounds more like, Oh, let's hook up later. But it's more like, um, how are like, I, I just, I just keep it simple. I'm always like, Hey, how are you? Or mm-hmm. I, I try to, or I try to add more words to it, or I try to add a couple lines as opposed to just saying, hey, yeah, something like, and I definitely wouldn't lead with, I'm looking for a relationship. What do you, like, what are you oh looking God, for? I definitely would not away. lead with that because you scare people away, right? They would run so, so it's just being <laughs> casual, you know, as if you were meeting someone like at a party or, um, or at, or any social gathering, if you were single and, you you know you're looking for a relationship but you you you're still you're at this when you're talking to someone for the first time you're at the stage 
of where of you know the possibility of a relationship but you're not sure so you just want to keep it casual and keep it simple at that feel that time. yeah well tony for somebody who was married and then just all mm-hmm. of a sudden dove into the gay app scene if you will was yeah. it like culture shock over consuming with like what you were getting oh yeah oh my god yeah i mean i had dated i was actually dating women when I, I I wasn't a Boy Scout, right? So I did actually date um, and have a few um, women I was dating at the time. But yeah, because my friend who's in South Africa, who is a little bit of um, an Instagram superstar himself, um, was like, you are going to just be shocked at how quickly it can happen. And I downloaded the app and within five minutes I had a date and the guy was coming over. I'm like, oh my God, he's coming over right now. And the hookup happened in it was done in like 10 minutes and he was gone. I thought, wow, that is so easy. It's like ordering takeout. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, but then it could get, I was worried because it get a little too easy. So yeah, it was a complete culture shock. And then I was used to having to talk to women and having to engage with them because most women are looking for more than the hookup, right? I mean, it's just fair to say, let's just be honest, men and women are different. And um so I already had trained myself to kind of engage and, and try to dive in deeper with a more meaningful conversation to see if this was going to go anywhere. And I was not used to the, Hey, what's up? Hey, you know, and then it's like, great. And then do you want to fuck? I mean, that was just like, That's how like well, who talks like that? And then you, <laughs> you, you figure out that guys on scruff talk like that and grinders. So yeah, it was a culture shock. Definitely. Well, look, show goes to show that you can find a man on scruff if you um yeah have good conversation let's say yeah yeah i was definitely but i guess for me it's being a little bit more assertive and saying okay we've like chatted enough let's go ahead and dive in and see what happens right so yeah i mean you can only talk through an app for so long before you're like all right what the fuck are we doing do you want to meet or no or are you just like one of those people that just like drags this on but never meets up you know what I mean? So right. Mm-hmm. right. Right. Well, boys, that's all I got for you. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Well, we thank appreciate you for it. having us. Okay. Well, they were cute. Um, okay. So last but not least, I have Samuel and Ewan. They have been together for seven years, married, and met on Grinder. All right. So- well, Ewan, let me start with you. So back in the day, you start talking to somebody on Grinder, right? Yeah. I would say notoriously, it's known as a hookup app, right? Like you're not on there thinking, oh, I'm going to pull up Grinder at 10 p.m. right now and I'm going to find a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. So um, I, was, I was under no illusions. Like I was a little baby gay out in the countryside. I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. So I went on Grinder, and because uh, remember back then, that was all we had. We didn't have all the options that people have today. So for me, I was like, okay, well, this one I know about. I know this app exists. Uh, I know what it, the connotations are, but this is what I'm going for. And so you put yourself out there. Uh, me from the neck down. I mean, classic torso oh. pick. I'm a sucker for a torso pick. What was this? You're, you're the headless torso. I, I'm one of the many hundreds of headless torsos. Was one of the many hundreds of headless torsos. So who messaged who first? Well, that was me. That was me. I saw I saw Sam's pick, and it was a it was oh I mean this is this this was a top notch black and white suited uh, shirt open as though at the end of a long day. You know we're, we're talking like really strong pick from Sam. Sam, what did you think when you got the message? Well, um, I was surprised because I was in the middle of nowhere. So at the time, I was not where I live. I was visiting a family member and I was bored out of my mind. So I opened up Grindr, as you do. uh, And this particular part of the English countryside was a little low on offerings, you could say. And I didn't see Ewan's profile. He wasn't, he didn't appear on my kind of, you know, when you were limited to 15 profiles before it made you pay for Grindr Extra. And um, and so I didn't, you know, wasn't really expecting anything. And then just as I was about to delete it, delete the app from my phone, all of a sudden a little message pops up. 
And I thought, well, that's a nice torso. Might as well say <laughs> So uh, I wonder if there's a personality attached to it. And it turns out that there was. So so did you guys initially, you met up that day, I'm assuming, or was it a couple days later? It was a while later, actually. Mm-hmm. So initially, the, we started chatting uh, over Grinder, and we were we were using the messaging function for a while before we actually met in person. Oh, before we met in person, we um, we video called each other, didn't we? That's true. We yeah. we we progressed to video calling before we uh, before we moved on to actual in person. So you kept it kind of PG in the beginning, or no? Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was not the kind of video calling you'll be doing with your grandmother on Christmas Day. I, uh, it was... So did we lead with pictures or no? I think, oh, do you know, if, if I can remember properly, I'm pretty sure I led with pictures. At the time, I was like, you know, let's, let's start strong. Let's, let's get these pictures out there. Um, <laughs> luckily, didn't scare him off, yeah. um, which is, which I do is good. Recall, I do recall pushing you for a picture of your face, though. That yeah. would make sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was standard fare at the, the time, and now I'm pretty sure it's my worst attribute. So at the time, I was like, "Have I shown you my torso? Would you like another one?" This well, one I'm on the left. Whereas at the time, I was thinking my face is my best attribute. So maybe if I show him enough of my pearly white teeth, he won't ask me to take my clothes off. <laughs> but that was that was the key point. The moment that I finally shared my face. That was a degree of investment for me. I was like, okay, so if I'm willing to do that, then I'm willing to say hi, so I'm willing to chat, so I'm willing to call, so I'm willing to meet. That was the first uh, stone of the avalanche. Yeah. But you guys started being like, oh, I wanna hook up with this guy, I'm assuming, right? Like you weren't, you weren't going into this being like, oh, he looks like he could be my boyfriend. So I certainly wasn't because I had just like weeks earlier, I had just gone through a relatively traumatic breakup. And so I was thinking that, you know, I could probably screw my way out of a heartbreak, um, which I guess technically I was right. (laughs) So in the end, in the end, I was proven right. But no, I was certainly just thinking, let's, you know, Oh yeah, and, and likewise, I was, uh, like I said, little baby girl in the countryside, I was in the closet still, I wasn't out, I wasn't out to anyone, and so what I was looking for was a casual hookup, nothing serious, um, and then obviously that, that went terribly because I ended up marrying him. Yes. <laughs> so you guys, how long did it take when you started messaging till you hooked up in person? Month? Yeah, yeah, it would have been around, around that. Bear so in mind, you, at the time, we both still lived with our parents. Oh. So distance was something. So the, then again, we were chatting. And then when we, when we hooked up, it was actually, it was a logistical feat. Like this wasn't somebody's 20 meters away from you. You can be there in a, in a hot two minutes. No, this was, yeah. this was something that required uh, effort for us to actually meet up. And so that, that weight behind it, I think, helped us in the long run. Yeah. But it was certainly... Like, neither of us were under the illusion that it was anything more than let's meet here and, you know, screw our brains out and then be done with it. We were not expecting, you know, we weren't expecting that seven years later we'd be a happily married couple. (laughs) So So then if you guys meet on Grindr, right, so you think that having that month of just straight up talking, not actually meeting face-to-face other than, like, video chats, but do you think not hooking up that month is what kind of made you guys more interested? So perhaps controversially, I don't think so. I don't think it would have mattered whether or not we hooked up that day, the next day, or in a month's time. Um, It was only after hooking up a couple of times and realizing that I wanted to spend more time with Sam, not, not only because the sex was amazing, but because I just wanted to spend more time. And so I don't think the, the point of the first hookup actually actually mattered that much. It was, it was the repetition. And I wonder as well if the person that I met when I physically met Ewan was not the person I'd been talking to for a month because who you are digitally and who you are in person are almost two completely separate entities. And so, the person he was digitally was enough to convince me I should keep talking to him, but it certainly wasn't, that wasn't the person that I then was sleeping with. That wasn't the person that I then ended up falling in love with. Um, 
And the transition for us from hooking up to all of a sudden, like this being a thing was, it was quite a rapid turnaround really, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we suddenly there was the first uh, suggestion of, Oh, shall we go on a date? Um, <laughs> this was a new unexplored area. It was the opposite way round. We, yeah. we knew each other inside out, if you'll pardon the term. But then I was like, That's oh, that. Please, <laughs> let's go on a date. It was, yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was exciting though. It was nice. I liked it. So what advice would you give to guys who, let's say they're on Grindr or something and they're just perusing and they're like, oh, I want a boyfriend, but they feel like they're doing something wrong. Do you think they're just meeting the wrong guys or do you think, maybe don't lead with the naked pictures because it's misleading. Like what do you think guys should do to kind of get where you got to? So I, the one thing I would always say to people is don't try and don't try and reinvent the wheel. You know, the grinder grinder is set up to show pictures of people. It's very cosmetic. It's very, you attract people with that initial picture. That's how it works. So if you've got it, flaunt it, have a picture of your best side, get in the people to talk to. Like, of course, start with pictures. That's, that's how it's all set up to work. But from there, you should be open to the fact that if a conversation starts, pursue it. Don't suddenly get frightened and back away because, because it wasn't what you're expecting. Be open to that happening. Yeah, and I also think, don't, don't kid yourself that the picture is not an essential part of it. Because, I mean, even before Grindr existed, even before gay couples were living as openly and freely and liberated as we are now, even when it was people, no one ever saw someone across a room and thought to themselves, oh yeah, I bet they'll be great with kids and they're financially responsible. <laughs> Smart. You know, no, one's, no, no one's ever looked at someone across the room and thought, oh my goodness, I bet they're kind to their mother. No, yeah. like no one's yeah. ever thought that. You look across the room and you think you could bounce a quarter off of that ass. That <laughs> that's the way that you think about things. And so leading with that picture, I mean, obviously, if you are leading with a grotesquely explicit picture, the message you're sending is, I am nothing more than this grotesquely explicit picture. Except, but except, leading with so, a picture yeah. is a good thing. But I remember, think. so when I was back, back, back all those years ago, I was a headless torso, but you still engaged. So there is a certain amount that yes, I but a headless tor a headless torso is not a gratuitously obscene. We're picture. talking like if you just send a hole on all four saying "come over," your conversation might lead a little differently than to the point where you guys got to. Yeah. Well, maybe, so this is it, isn't it? It's setting expectations. Like if you're, if you're sending that out as your go-to, like you've, you've clearly, you've got a goal in mind, literally. And you know, that is, that is what you want from that. And that's fine, but don't expect more. And then don't be sad when you're not finding your soulmate. Yeah. I also think really interestingly, I think a, a big one that I think helped us that I didn't realize we were doing until afterwards was, Ewan was a headless torso and then he was a torso with a head and then he was a torso with other body parts also. And then he was a physical human being. In none of that did he owe me anything. We were having a nice conversation. We were having great video calls of a deeply sexual nature. We were having great sex. But at no point in that did he owe me anything other than being a decent human being. That was, that was all he owed me. I didn't expect another sexual encounter with him. I didn't expect him to fall in love with me. I didn't expect any of those things because it's good to remember that the people that you meet online, first of all, they don't owe you anything and you don't owe them anything, but equally not to limit yourself in, it doesn't matter. Maybe you were just looking for a hookup and it turns into something else. That's what happened to us. But if you're looking for a boyfriend and he says he is too, you have amazing sex and then he doesn't message you back. Maybe he wasn't looking for you as a boyfriend and that's okay because he doesn't, he doesn't owe you that. Not everyone who's looking for a boyfriend falls in love with the first person they meet on Grindr. So I think it's being open to the fact that, yeah. It, that, I, th I reckon that's one of Grindr's strengths is that in so many cases, sex and sexuality in terms of being sexual is such a fundamental part of relationship. How many relationships do you hear about the sex goes stale, loses it? If you 
find a obvious sexual attraction and build a relationship up from there. It's such a cornerstone that is in place that I did then and do now still find Sam incredibly attractive. And so from there, everything else was a bonus to build on top. Um, finding out that we shared interests, that we had the same sort of intellectual uh, capacity. It was, it was an exciting place. So I think starting with sex is not a bad thing per se. No, no, I don't think so. I also think that because we started that way, it removed um, a lot of the issues that lots of couples have at the beginning of a relationship, because that's a very intimate boundary to have already crossed and have already negotiated with each other, which meant that we were sleeping together for however many months, and then Ewan got a job and moved to London to be nearer to me, asked me to be his boyfriend, and within two years had asked me to marry him, and less than a year later we were married. So we've been married for over three years now, and all of that started with a headless torso. <laughs> but I think that getting that barrier out of the way quickly but in a, in a mutual and consensual yeah, it was, way, was good. Yeah. It's, true. it's true, right? Because you think about the, the cliches, especially in like uh, American high school uh, movies, when they're like, oh, did you get, did you get to second base? Did you get to third base? Oh, is, is today going to be like the first time? It's like, we, we got rid of all that out yeah. of the way. Like that was, that was done no, and dusted after no, was the no first pressure. time we met up. Yeah. So after that, it was like, okay, well, we don't need to worry about any of that. Now we just need to worry about enjoying ourselves and having a good time in each other's company. Yeah. So here's a grinder love story. It worked out. <laughs> yes, it did very much so. Yeah. Is grinder deleted off your phones now? It was very swiftly, wasn't it? Yeah. The the point at which we decided that we were we were going to uh, refer to each other as boyfriends, and the point at which we decided we were going to be monogamous, that was the point at which we deleted uh, grinder, and so that was um, six years ago. Yes, yeah, six six years ago now. Um, but we we don't think we don't think any less of it as an app just because we deleted it. It we just don't need it anymore. Yeah, it served it, it served its function. So it. Uh... Well, let's be real. It's these apps are meant to be deleted, right? I mean, like the goal of it is to find somebody, delete the app, and then you know move on with your life. I mean, obviously, there's couples who choose to still use Grinder, and it's looking for the third or fifth or whatever they might be into. <laughs> but um, you guys aren't one of them, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we 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 know. Uh, obviously, we have lots of uh, couple friends in and around our, our home city, and uh, yeah, they do still use it and, and find it useful. But uh, for us, we yeah, we we haven't used it in years. I also actually think that what you were saying earlier about Grinder knows exactly what it is, and it isn't pretending to be anything else. And that was actually really helpful because if you're on Tinder or I don't know what the other one, what they call it, Bumble? Is that a thing? Yeah, Bumble, Hinge, Bumble Scruff. Yeah, there's there's an array. Is Hinge a thing? I don't know if Hinge is the thing in America, but Hinge is. Oh, yeah. Is there one called Squirt? I think there's one called. I don't like saying that word. Can you edit out me saying Squirt? I've said it again. No, you can say anything you want. So the nature of the more like dating apps like Bumble, Hinge, Tinder is. Yes, a lot of people are still just looking for a quick fuck, but they have to like, they have to scoop through all the bullshit to get to the point where they're like, so are you free right now? Yeah. Where the grinder, Ewan was like, this is what I look like without my clothes on. And I'm like, oh, cool. I could sit on that. And then, yeah. great, here we go. Like, yeah, and here we are. And, yeah. and here we are. It's a wonderful icebreaker, and which isn't a euphemism for yeah. my penis. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it's a great, it's a great actual, um, it is a good theme for our relationship that we started with no bullshit. This is where we are. This is how we are. And so we always celebrate the fact that in seven years together, we don't really argue or fight. We don't really disagree that often because when we do, it's just a, it's just an open, no bullshit, this is how I feel, this is how I feel, great, let's come to a mutual conclusion. Because we started our relationship with, here's my naked body, here's mine, right? Yeah. And you've had communication the whole time. So I feel like it's helpful to like learn how to talk with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, just about anything, you know what I mean? Like, you have to learn when to back down, when to hold your ground, like when to just say, I'm sorry, you know? There's, there's so many things that go into it, but and nightmare is it's different for every couple as well. Mm -hmm. And not just like romantic couples, but every person you meet on Grindr, 
the conversational when to switch off, when to move away from a conversation topic. You will never know until you're in that conversation topic, in yeah. that conversation, what the rules are. So. so basically the lesson of this conversation is respond to the headless torsos because you never know who is behind the headless torso. And also you could still lead with naked pictures and find a husband. You could, you, yeah. could, you could. Yeah, yes. I, I think, yeah, embrace it. Although I would say Ewan didn't send me a naked picture and not say anything. He sent me a naked picture and also said, hey, what's up? Or it was a little more personal than that, I think. But I, well, I think I, it was. Maybe I'm looking at the past through rose-colored glasses. I mean, I didn't quite copy and paste my first messages, but it, I mean, it, was, it followed a format. It was fairly yeah. generic. Yes. Hey, it, what's up? You busy? But, yeah, but it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, there were those times where you turn on Grinder and see that seven hours ago, someone messaged you and the only thing they sent you were two pictures, rather blurry, of their erect penis. And you're thinking, yeah. oh, do you have a name or a, I don't know. Listen, I hear you. I mean, I, I, I have a lot to explain, which I'll explain to at some point, but... I don't know. I feel like it's very interesting. It's it's good. Even all those, all I say, all those years ago, it wasn't that long ago. I think people are so much more willing to discuss it now. To discuss using hookup apps as a way that they've met people who maybe didn't turn out to be boyfriends or, or partners, but just good friends. And uh, yeah, I think the the pos body positivity is much stronger now than it was six years ago, which is why I'd say even more so now, if you want to lead with pictures and you're comfortable doing so and nobody is making you, do it and celebrate yourself. I think as well, a key thing in that is 10 years ago when Grindr first started, or I'm guessing it was about 10 years ago, I, 10 years ago when Grindr first started, people were on Grindr because they were ashamed. And now people are on Grindr because they aren't. And that is a very big difference. And mm. so if you go on Grindr now, don't go on Grindr with the attitude of, oh, it's so shameful I'm on this hookup app. Don't be ashamed. You go get yours. Be proud yeah. of who you are as a person. Go get yours and show that to the world if you want to. And if you're not ready, then don't. Mm. But we've got to get rid of the, oh, we met on an app. Oh, no. We proudly tell people that we met on Grindr because that has no that does not dismiss the validity of our marriage in any way. And so don't be ashamed to be on Grindr. Get out there, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a beautiful note to end on. I love that. Oh, good. <laughs> well, Samuel and Ewan, thank you so much, boys. Well, thank you very hey. much for having us. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking with you.